3: T-I-K-A
2: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw
4: on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: Okay, Sharp Money, v the Sports Betting Network as we welcome you in. Thursday, we kick off week five on the NFL schedule. Two teams coming off tough losses there in D.C. The Commanders' overtime loss at the NFC Champs. They're 2-2, two and two, and of course, the Bears, a huge lead. Up 14 in the fourth quarter against a bad Broncos team, they fell to Oh, and 4. This number is interesting as we say hi. I'm Patrick Maher. I'm All Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'll welcome in the boys here in just a second, but this number is interesting just because the look ahead on Chicago and Washington. Uh, was Washington laying a point and a half. Sunday night, DraftKings opened it up four and a half, five with the Commanders favored. And then we saw this touch seven on Monday and Tuesday. So the Commanders were laying seven for most of Monday, most of Tuesday over at DraftKings. Yesterday, we saw it come down to six and a half. And now we've settled in. I'm looking across the market right now. We're settled in right around six everywhere. So we're showing six with the Commanders laying it, 44 and a half, off of 42 and a half, 43 opener on the total. So an interesting matchup to say the least to kick off week five. As we say hi to the boys, Amal Shaw, Dustin Swedelson. Amal, hi, how are you? Hey, doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing very well, very well. This is, uh, It's football. <laughs> I guess we're going to, we're going to see, you know, a, a trend, obviously short week, everything condensed. We generally look to the unders on Thursday night, two defenses that have been very bad, poorest to say the least, as we say hi to the big guy and behind you is the big bar. Well, it's not the, it's called the bar, bar-, bar- Canada. Canada, bar Canada, bar Canada. And, uh, we're keeping note of the talent excuse me not talent i should say those that occupy the bar behind you what's it looking like today big guy
5: uh, there's a crowd late late arriving crowd just hanging out now pounding a few drinks they're all having a good time but i think the three of us need to have a, an important discussion about the show and the safety that's going to happen here during the program um i need everyone to close their eyes and just kind of have a moment of peace for me and i need to keep this mood going and Keep your calm going because uh, Um, we have an issue today. Uh, um, I forgot to take my blood pressure medicine. so Oh, beta blocker. uh, Beta blocker and the regular BP. So everything's a little out of whack. So there are a few topics that are off limits for the day, so I don't die on the air. Uh, Julio Urias is number one. Who will be the Mets next manager is number two. Uh, The Giants offensive line and Evan Neal is number three. People FaceTiming in public. The Rolling Stones, Greeting Cards, The War of 1812, The Man in the High Castle, Christopher Columbus, and Dentist. Can't discuss any of those today, please. Uh,
3: Columbus. It's a- <laughs> okay. Santa Maria. Santa. Not a fan.
5: Overrated. Okay. Got you. I-, I
4: wasn't going to bring up Julio Urias. I haven't thought about him in about two months, so we were good there. Um I don't think there was anything on the list that I would object to, really. I, I, You know, Patrick and I had talked about this. We were going to get into Christopher Columbus, but I guess Patrick will have to shelf that for next week. And
3: 1812 in particular, was that just because the British came and absolutely trounced the White House when James Madison got us into a war that wasn't going to be won anyway?
5: Yeah, uh, bad memories. Bad memories. I, I lived in Washington, D.C. for, let's see, 2011 to 2016. I don't think it's recovered still. Hey, that's great.
3: Shout to to Dolly Madison, by the way, who when the White House was on fire, she ran back in and had somebody grab the George Washington painting from the White House, saved it uh, for future use. So that's a a promising one of the buildings
5: I lived in in Washington, D.C. was called the Dolly Madison.
4: Oh, by the way, I like Patrick's uh, notion about the War of 1812. I'm glad 200 years later we continue that trend of getting into wars. We're not winning.
3: <laughs> see Dustin, see what you did. Yeah,
5: I should I should have stayed away. That's see, honestly, see it's not even his fault. See? It's my fault.
3: And and, and, and uh, speaking of wars, you lost the battle yesterday when you cozied up to uh, Bar Canada yesterday. Because I told you, we're going to keep a running bit going with the young ladies that work behind the bar. We're going to get Dustin Sweetelson a date, even if we have to bring them on the air to make picks. We've had worse at Vison Even if we have to bring them on the air to make picks, we. Are going to get the big guy a date. Yesterday, you went. It was a very good shift. You got a drink and they bailed on you.
5: Yeah, you know, there was a tag team back again on the other side of the bar, and I I liked it. I thought they could be champions of the world. And they were, they were, so they were goofing off as the show ended. Things were clearing out, and they were hanging out, having a good time, waiting for like the next uh, kind of wave of people to walk in here. And I was like, you know what? Let me make friends. I'm not social enough. So, I pack up my things, I do my work, it's dead. The, everyone's on the other side of the bar. There's only a few people. I kind of have the section of myself, and the game's on, I'm betting on the Twins. Let me just sit here and watch a few innings. So I order a drink thinking, oh, I'll order a drink, and maybe we'll start a conversation, because, you know, they see me sitting here all the time for three hours a day. They right, poured a me big a deal. They poured me a drink, and they couldn't have been less interested in talking to me and walked away to go talk to more interesting people on the other side of the bar.
3: All right, well... Uh, we we will we will improve that situation I assure you as uh, we get it going here we'll get to the game coming up tonight you did mention one of the hot button topics that you didn't want to discuss for those that don't know what Dustin was referring to Evan Neal uh, he had a cringeworthy quote to the media and fans of the New York football giants the fans were booing the Giants rightfully so for their performance against Seattle on Monday night and he said why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of sheep essentially and basically called everybody he said you're you're the type of people that are out there flipping burgers and rolling hot dogs so he took a shot at those beneath him or perception perceived to be beneath him and that did not fly well in new york city that is the situation you're talking about with the uh, tackle there with the giants correct
5: yeah uh, technically he said flip hot dogs and uh, i don't know where he's cooking his hot dogs but uh you don't flip them you can rotate them but i don't think you flip them there's there's more than one side to a hot dog. It's a, unless he's cutting him in half, and it has <laughs> yeah. something I can think of. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, there might. This is one of those weird things where, at first, I was like, ah, oh, don't say that, and then you start realizing he's like 23 22 years old. And I think the reaction to people being outraged about Evan Neal says more about the people who are outraged than it does about Evan Neal, if that makes sense. I, I
4: disagree yeah. with that. I forget the fact the age factor. I think a lot of people grow up a lot faster today anyway. But listen, you're you're getting paid extremely well to sit on the bench right now due to injury. Uh, oh, he actually played. I'm sorry. Uh, well, he blocked he, his own he, teammate he, at one yeah, point. That's right. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Sure. But, but he no, had no, great I, block
3: I, on Darren Waller. Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah. But no, but like he, he went to Alabama. He was a five, 4 5-star five recruit. He dominated Alabama. They never, they, they were always favored almost every game they were in. They beat the heck out of everyone. This is the first time in his like Football life, he's ever gone through a situation where things aren't going well. And should he have said what he said? No, but, like, to hammer him and be completely outraged over it, people got to, like, get over it and move on. Well, he was the seventh pick in the draft,
4: right? The expectations are far greater than what he's been able to deliver so far. And Oh, no, he stinks. Yeah, and right, wrong, or indifferent, fans... <laughs> So many of them have an identity to the team that they follow or they support, not just from a betting standpoint, but just in general. And people are going to react. Listen, when you make X amount of dollars, people are that's listen, we I I shouldn't say we. But the reason why I'm so critical of Daniel Jones is. I cannot believe that somebody that inept at a job can make $40 million. That's what I have a hard time fathoming. If the guy was making fifteen, I would never even speak of Jan- Dan
3: New Jones. I think he makes fifty-one we, to be exact. We love getting into other people's pockets. Oh, 100%. It's just, so true. It's just, so just society should come with a W-2 because <laughs> you walk in, you, sh- you wave the W-2 so people then can justify whether or not they respect you as a human. It's so uh, true. Look, what Neil said is about it's, it's, it's a bottom field thing to say. He's the bottom feeder. He's taking it. He he is looking down upon people. It's a bad look, big guy. He's a young kid. It's not the end of the world, but you can't be demeaning people. It's what LeBron James did. Remember when he got beat up by Miami, was it the Dallas Mavericks or Miami or whomever it was? He got bounced and he was like, I get to go back to my great life and you get to go back to your pathetic life. It's just narcissism.
5: Uh, Are we sure? I know I hear a lot of people say it. Look, I get the line is the king of the jungle. There's not that many lions left on earth either. And by the way, I think the elephant is technically the king of the jungle because a lion could never take down an elephant on its best day. But are we sure that lions really are happier in their lives than sheep are? Not so sure. Lions are always looking over their shoulder. There's always the something. Dustin Sweetelson
3: podcast will continue at his apartment <laughs> later in the day. We now return to regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> you. If you're gonna get into hypotheticals about what animals are gonna win fights, go work for Barstool, big guy. <laughs> now we return. The Giants, speaking of which, are at Miami, and it's 11 and a half. Now, again, Dustin, this is your Giants team. And just to kind of tie in the Neil conversation, while it's not the biggest deal, I'm somewhere in the middle with you guys guys. I'm on the fence with it as far as the comments. Dayball did have to come out and kind of squash the fire, say he shouldn't have said it. The drama continues for a Giants team that, kind of like Minnesota last year, a lot of variants, it's now catching up to them, and they're down in Miami. Amal, um, you mentioned it yesterday. Miami coming off a performance that was woeful up in Buffalo. Look for a bounce back. You got a big number, 11 and a half.
4: It is a big number, but I got to tell you, based on the way the Giants performed in a short week, you have to take a shot with Miami. Generally not thrilled with Lang almost t- what equates to two touchdowns touchdowns of to the National Football League. But Patrick, weather should be warm in South Florida. New York right now is in shambles. The bigger issue when I look at this Giants team is it's not just the ineptitude of the offensive line, the lack of wide receiver separation. The defense isn't great. I know the Seahawks won the game and they kind of slowed them down enough to be effective. But at the same time, There's not a ton of things you take away from that Giants loss that gives you confidence going into a matchup against a team that's been prolific for most of the season so far. And they've got to get back on track. Didn't play well in that second half in Buffalo. Now if you look at it, you're looking at an angry Miami Dolphins team. Good opportunity for Miami to really get back on track and Tua to put his uh, MVP race back in the front, uh, front row here.
3: Yeah, and two is five to one. He's your second betting favorite, five fifty for Mahomes. So right behind him. And Allen, big guy, plus three eighty. It's not a great look for your Giants going down to South Beach.
5: No, no, I already laid the six and a half in the first half with Miami. It's moved to seven and a half, which I would be a little hesitant to take just because that touchdown, that that key number is so important. You, you should but, bet the you should bet the Giants now. It's a great middle. Yeah, that's fair. Uh but no, I, I don't want to have to root for them both financially and with my heart. <laughs>
3: your heart's already Invested. All right, there it is, the Evan Neal drama. Hey, when we return, we're going to spend all show, obviously, on Washington, hosting Chicago to kick off week five. Let's get into these Major League Baseball Division Series prices next.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing.
1: 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury This is Sharp Money
3: with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on v the Sports Betting Network. NHL preseason is here. The regular season kicks off next Tuesday, but don't get involved betting-wise until you've picked up the 2023 NHL Betting Guide. They did a great job. Johnny Lazarus, new to the team as far as the hockey writing. Previews for all 32 teams, future bets, award picks, and season-long props. You get the first-period betting strategies, always fun and hockey Steve MacKinnon's power ratings MacKinnon's numbers are just absolutely nuts in this year's NHL betting guide plus best bets articles five days a week. Once the season starts, this guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those that are new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this NHL season. vcin.com slash subscribe. And I'm sure Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw there at the D received from Bill AD today the NBA betting guide which dropped today. So kind of a double plug here. Uh, JVT and the Crew did an amazing job putting together yet another NBA betting guide. I think the 24th, that Tuesday's when the regular season kicks off. You've got preseason basketball tonight kicking off. So it's that time of the year. Make sure you head over to VEASAN.com slash subscribe to get involved. I did hear the boys discussing during the break kind of stinks that the wild card has been wrapped up. I, we had so much fun with the day baseball going on, uh, the snakes, they got by as big dogs and Tori Lavolo, however you say it, the manager, he's been there for a while. He is loved by the media. Now I didn't, I don't know what his relationship was. I have heard he's beloved within the locker room and within the dugout there. Obviously Uh, I think you have a little audio after the snakes advanced last night, of Lavolo kind of going nuts with his team gives you an idea as to why the players love him as well.
5: Yeah, I mean, they were fired up after beating Milwaukee. I think they were a team that wanted to prove that what happened later in the year when they dipped down after a hot start, that they were the team from earlier in the season. They move on p- past the Brewers. Here's what the locker room was like after the win.
6: All right.
2: Are you kidding me? Yeah. It. This is part of the journey. We're not there yet. Let's enjoy it. Let's embrace it.
4: Let's party and a connected team is a dangerous team. We are dangerous. Let's party. We out.
5: are effing dangerous needs to be on a t-shirt. I love it.
3: I, I kind of see he came across as a donkey. He came across like Will Will Ferrell in old school, didn't he? <laughs>
5: Stop. That was
3: great. It was great. What was it? Let's get hammered. Yeah. I mean, look, Divingbacks right now, they're plus 195 against the Dodgers. That's the series price, guys. 225 on the Dodgers. If you want to lay it, obviously rightful favorites. But the dive, diving backs were big dogs in the previous series as well. They, they were,
4: but I think this matchup is so favorable for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, the one good thing, if you are this uh, Arizona team, you're familiar with the opponent very, very much. You played them throughout the regular season. Uh, and to me, you got a great opportunity to turn things around here. But by the way, quick question. In the NBA and the NHL, they don't celebrate advancing by a round. What's within baseball winning two games and you celebrate like you won the series?
3: I think it's because it's such an arduous 162 That's that you fair. play so many games and it's just such a slog and such a grind that once you get in, it's kind of a crapshoot in the postseason. And I think if you advance, they go nuts. I I, I, I get what you're saying, though.
4: I thought Pat Beverly was going to show up for that celebration. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but like, Anything it, on this series, big guy? Yeah, you know, look, the, the Dodgers are clearly the better team, the better lineup. But remember, their bullpen wasn't great during the season and When it comes to the postseason, pitching is just so vital. Arizona's going to throw out the two best pitchers in this series. Like Clayton Kershaw, for as good as he was during the year, there's always health concerns, he's always limited, and he's had some issues in the playoffs. I think Arizona has a fighting chance here at plus $1.70 just because they're going to throw Kelly, who didn't have to pitch in this this last series, and then they're going to get Gallon again. I, this is a Dodger team, obviously carried by
3: Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Mac, Max Muncie had 30 plus bombs. J.D. Martinez had a great year for the Dodgers. You know, Kershaw and Lynn will be limited. They do have good middle relief. Again, the Dodgers won 100 games. Again, it's inc- <laughs> incredible what they did in that division. Uh They're rightfully two dollar favorites. The Diamondbacks, though, they're fun. Dustin, I'm all. We talked about it yesterday. It's just a fun team to watch. Like you said, like with Lavolo there, you can see the vibe. They love to run. They make contact. They're not going to make a ton of errors. It's just it's a team that manufactures. It's a scary team to face if you're a Dodger team that's going to be heavily favored.
4: Yeah, you're absolutely right. This year, look, the Diamondbacks are five and eight against the Dodgers during the regular season. So not too bad when you look at the talent comparison. This Diamondbacks team is young. They've got two frontline pitchers and you can make the argument today based on the way the Dodgers are uh, constructed with the injuries and other things. No Walker Bueller in this team. Julio Urias out. Uh, I think you can make the argument the starting pitcher for the uh, pitching for the Diamondbacks in this series is better than what the Dodgers have At the same time, though, I would say the Dodgers playing in a hitter-friendly park like Chase Field only benefits them. Patrick just mentioned it. We don't even talk enough about Max Muncie's bombs and then the season that J.D. Martinez had. J.D. Martinez was a forgotten guy after the Red Sox won the World Series and how impactful he's been with the Dodgers this year. I think this team is very, very dangerous. The one thing I'd like to see the Snakes do at the end of this year's, I'd like to see them go get a big-time free agent. I know, Patrick, you may not be a fan of the desert, but I, I think the Valley is a great place. You get great fan support. I know the Diamondbacks don't get a ton of it, but if the team wins, people show up. People always complain about fair weather fans. I always give the argument. You don't go to see movies that you already know are bad.
3: The Braves, eighty. My assumption is, I just know, Dustin, I think he probably likes the Phillies at a price plus 160. You know what's interesting about the Phillies? And we had the stat with Scott Spreitzer yesterday talking about teams that hit bombs. Well, that's the Phillies because the first four months of the year, they didn't hit any. And then over the final two months, they tied with the Braves for most home runs hit. So that power stroke coming alive like it did last year for the Phillies. Interesting series. The Braves are right... Rightfully big time favorites and easily the best team in baseball. They're freaking loaded.
5: Yeah, I think for the Braves, getting Max Fried back is so vital for them. Dealing with a blister later in the season. But the Phillies got a chance here. So many times in baseball, we'll see a team that is just so dominant in the regular season. And the postseason, it's a different story. It's a shortened series. You're going to get Wheeler. You're going to get Nola, who's pitching for a contract. Things are going to be a little bit different. And if you want to mash, the Phillies lineup wants to mash with you. Now, they don't have the depth the Braves do. The Braves. This is one of the best lineups we've seen in probably the last 20 years. Top to bottom, one to nine, they can all take you yes. deep at any point in the game. That's the thing about the Braves. If, if one guy's not going, another guy could pick up the slack. I want to back the Phillies here. I'm not going to be betting them on a series price, but I do think they have a shot to, to beat Atlanta.
4: Guys, to me, when you look at this series, there's only one play, and I know you guys probably disagree with this. I think it's the Phillies or no play. I don't want to lay 165 with the Braves. You just referenced it, totally Dustin, the pitching right now with Wheeler and Aaron Nola. When you stack the starting pitchers one through whatever you want to put for both teams combined, in my opinion, the best pitcher in this series is Zach Wheeler. I 100%. Right, Spencer Strider had a very good season. ERA just under four. One hundred and twenty games. Had two hundred, I think, eighty-seven strikeouts. But guys, Wheeler's got the experience. And Zach Wheeler, the one thing that's been known about him throughout his entire career, when he is on his A game, he is as good as anybody. Whether it be Jacob Degrom, Justin Verlander, whomever it may be, this guy is very capable. Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, I love me some Trey Turner. And one other thing. If you're the Atlanta Braves, you mentioned it. Dustin's right, Patrick. The offensive lineup is fantastic. I kind of harken back to the 93 Blue Jays where they were just an absolute machine. They won a World Series. This team offensively reminds me of that. On the flip side, though, I would argue... If you can stymie their bats in innings one, two, and three, I think you've got a great shot. They just put teams away early in baseball games. If you can prevent that from happening, I think the later the game goes and the closer it is within one run, it favors Philadelphia. Just from a pressure standpoint, this team has been there. And I know Atlanta's been there and done it as well, but I think the pressure's on the Braves. They have the best record in baseball since maybe late June. We've been saying without a World Series ring this year, the season's probably a failure.
3: Dustin, you talk about Atlanta's rotation coming together. Could you argue the one advantage to give the Phillies is the bullpen with Kimbrel and Soto and Alvarado and Hoffman and Strom and Dominguez? Like they've got a lot of arms, and oftentimes these series come down to
5: middle relief as well. And they're battle tested, having done this a year ago, surprising everyone and going to the World Series. And a quick note on Zach Wheeler, I want to bring up the the top four whips in. MLB postseason history. Sandy Koufax is at four. Kenley Jansen is at three. Mariano Rivera is at two. Zach Wheeler has the lowest postseason whip in MLB history.
3: 0.732. You're definitely in the top four whips that you push at VEASAN with that Kia that, that you're big driving old, around big in from 2015. That whip is sick, big guy. Although, had some issues with one of the tires, <laughs> though, recently, no? <laughs>
5: Yes, yes. Had to had to learn how to fix that myself. Fixed it myself by... Car ownership. By, Am I by, right, big guy? Yeah, by fixing it myself, it's me. I, uh, I called my
4: dad and he told me what was wrong. A quick question since we only have 30 seconds and I don't want to embarrass you, but you don't know how to change a tire?
3: No. This is indignant. They invented indignant cell phones. No. I call someone to do it.
4: You want to wait around for that? <laughs>
3: you get the jack
4: out. You'll be done in 15 minutes. I'll, I'll Not walk, double
3: A. I'll walk triple a. R. Triple <laughs> A. All right, big guy. When we return, you know what? Let's do this. We'll finish off the baseball, go to the um, American League, and then we've got T.J. Ward joining to talk football.
6: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSYN,
3: the sports betting network. All right, win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. You can use the promo code WINNER and get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. We got you back here. Sharp money. Plenty to do. Of course, week five in the nation's capital. D.C. right now, that number is six with the commanders laying it hosting the 0-4 Bears. We'll get to that. We got plenty of time to do so. T.J. Ward, former safety, is going to join us coming up in just about 14 minutes. Josh Applebaum is back. Uh, Chris Russell, Team 980. He covers on the beat, the commanders, so we'll go straight to him. Will Brinson does a great job. CBS Sports. We'll get to him coming up in just as well. So Stack Show here on a Thursday edition of Sharp Money. The big guy, Dustin Swedelson, All Shaw. They're at the D, Bar Canada. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Let's get back into, we're just kind of going through the series prices. Of course, uh, as you mentioned, these division series prices, baseball on top of things. No baseball today, no baseball tomorrow, but they'll get started and compete with college football and the NFL on Saturday and Sunday. Rob... You did it again, Mr. Manfred. Okay, Rangers at the Orioles. It's a good series, fellas. Now, Bautista, will that kind of jump up and eventually catch up? To the Orioles with the closer, all star closer officially out. The Orioles, a dollar 25 favorite here against, of course, the Rangers. I'll say this, uh, Dustin and Amal, we'll start here. The way Evaldi threw in Tampa kind of gives you some hope if you're a Rangers backer, like I know you are, big guy. That gives you that front line of Montgomery and Evaldi. It's unlikely Scherzer returns, but a potential. And uh, again, it's weird with the Rangers. Correct me if I'm wrong, boys, but I can never really, you never really know what you're getting with this team. You never know what team's going to show up. The Orioles, who won over, what, 100 games, they haven't been swept in a series since mid May. So the consistency is there for the Orioles. The little juxtaposition there, Amal Shaw.
4: I thought the most impressive thing about Baltimore this year was their ability, once they passed the Tampa Rays, to not kind of give in or fall behind them. They just kept that lead, took the torch, and ran away with it in terms of this division. Maintained that lead even when Tampa got hot. You referenced they haven't been swept in a series since mid-May team is playing extremely well I think in game one my one concern would be this potential layoff but other than that I think the Orioles are in a great position are not expected to go in the division series uh, probably more likely the LCS if the Rangers get there you you talked about Evaldi he was tremendous yesterday Jordan Montgomery probably the best performance of the postseason arguably out of anybody we've seen and there's been some great pitching performances so far You know, we talk about Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and rightfully so at the top of the order for the Rangers. But I'll tell you what, Aldis Garcia, Jason Young, these guys have been outstanding all season long. I don't think they get enough run in terms of what they've contributed to this baseball team. I'm looking at this from a Texas standpoint just because I thought they were in a competitive division and they really did a nice job, even though they faltered down the stretch, allowing Houston to win the division. I think Baltimore, Patrick, you were the first person to talk about them, at least on our network, to my knowledge. They've had a great season. They deserve a ton of credit. Love the bullpen for this team. But will they be able to hit the ball consistently? I, I think this is a coin toss of a series and it's reflected in the price, rightfully so.
3: So last year, two years ago, Dustin, Baltimore lost 110 games. Then they kind of rose to contention last year. Edge of contention, if you want to put it that way. This year, they won 101 games. This is one of the great dramatic turnarounds in Major League Baseball history. Adley Rushman and Gunnar Henderson's a lock for AL Rookie of the Year. It's just, it's a fun team. And to Amal's point, once they kind of poked their nose out in front of the Rays, who had that awesome start, it's been consistency. And that's the surprise here with such a young team. They've been remarkably consistent, whereas the Rangers are kind of the opposite, topsy-turvy,
5: yet very talented. Yeah, look, I think the number one key thing that happened for Baltimore happened in the starting rotation this year. The lineup was awesome. The lineup was always going to mash. They came out of the gates and they hit really well. Gunnar Henderson is going to win rookie of the year at shortstop. He had a great season. But they've got a bunch of guys who can rake and Anthony Santander probably to me is one of the most underrated run producers in the league. But the the story for the Orioles this year was the rotation. Kyle Bradish became a frontline guy this year. He had a monster year. And then the other piece, and this is a piece we've seen young pitchers go on hot runs in the postseason. I'm thinking like Josh Beckett, 3 This guy has similar stuff that he's never been able to hone in, and that's Grayson Rodriguez. Grayson Rodriguez in the first half got sent down to the minors after a 7-3-5 ERA in 10 starts. In the second half, gets called back up, 13 starts, a 2-5-8 ERA. He has absolutely electric stuff, those two at the front of this rotation with that lineup gives them a very good chance here and makes them very, very scary.
3: Well put. Well put. Now the next one, I'm all Shaw's Houston Astros. These are your boys. Let's go ahead and take a look at the series price. You can find of course, shop for the best price, depending on which way you want to go in these respective series. We are showing the Astros $1.60, the Twins plus one All right, so we'll go with that. The Astros uh, deserved favorites here. What's interesting about the Astros, the one thing they did last year to win a championship and great pitching generally is going to mitigate great hitting and pitching carried the Astros boys to a World Series title last year, especially the bullpen, which is always key once you get into the postseason because they didn't hit in the postseason last year. The pitching doesn't appear to be as good as it was last year. So the offense is going to have to do better. And we know the names on offense. We've been watching this team since the Titanic. Alvarez, (laughs) Altuve, Bregman, the rest of the squad. Your boy, Dusty Bake. D-Bake will have the wristbands ready to go and the toothpick. (laughs) Horrific shtick. Great manager. Can he get number two?
4: A great question. And I think the opportunity is there. If the starting pitching can deliver is a guy who didn't pitch quite as well as he has in the past couple of seasons, but still very effective. One name that was not mentioned on this list right now is Tucker. I think he has been outstanding for this team offensively. Guys, this is a team that has been outstanding in terms of getting to the LCS. You look at the series prices. This is just my personal order. I would say, let's say the Rangers are the underdog in that series because the Orioles had the better record. I give the Rangers a great chance. I think the Phillies have a fantastic chance. The Diamondbacks can pull the upset. I'm telling you right now, the best series price out here is the Astros at minus 160. Guys, this should be a $2 price. I don't understand it. I don't see it. I think Houston's the more complete baseball team. And just like the SEC, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And the Astros will do that if necessary. (laughs)
3: <laughs> they, they certainly will. They certainly will. The Twins, big guy, just ended an unconscionable 18 consecutive playoff losses streak that went back to 2004. And here they are. You know, it's a team that if they stay healthy, health's been a concern for the Twins all season. Um, you're going to get a price on them coming back at plus 135.
5: Yeah. That, so that's a streak. Uh, the last time that they had won a series. Let's see. Was it Corey Kosky, Christian Guzman? Doug Mankavich, Jock Jones, Shannon <laughs> Stewart. I'm pro- yeah, Shannon. That's right. That's a long time ago, boys. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the experience is obviously on the side of Houston here. The Twins feel like they just don't even belong in the same like conversation. Do you know Altuve and Bregman? I just looked it up. They've played like 90 postseason games in their career. 90. That is absurd to always be in the playoffs every single year of your prime. The way they are, they've been there, they've done that. Getting past the Twins is just another thing they're going to do. I actually agree with them all. Like I normally wouldn't love to lay one sixty in a series price, but when it's Houston and I don't care that they had down years, you're still throwing Verlander, Valdez, Javier out there one, two, three to start the series. Minnesota can't hang. Give me the Twinkies.
3: What? Hell out of here. Yeah, Bill, first off, the Astros have been so inconsistent, so unreliable. Also at home, 39-42 and 42 this year, just bad vibes. The pitching's not there coming into – Again, I'm taking a shot. I, I would agree. I, I thought the dollar sixty was a little short. I'm just having fun with the Twins, plus one thirty-five. Look, not we, a
5: all team yeah, co- yeah. we all want it. America's rooting for the Twins. Of course we all want it.
4: Unless you've got a bet on the Strohs, there's no way you could justify rooting for a team that's looking to go to their seventh consecutive American League Championship Series. They're boring. Uh, it's not only that. I just like the Twins. I like the, fan, the fact that
3: their fans will sit right. out there in 35-degree weather and cheer on that team. That's a good point. Power bullpen arms. Good bullpen. Yes. Middle relief and back end. For the twins, if you want to point to something positive, big guy, (laughs) you know, But they they, look, they they had a better they are nondescript. I'll give you that nondescript. I'll put it that way.
5: They're a classic example of today's baseball roster construction, though, because you go look, I know Correa is a household name and Buxton's been hurt. But you look at some of the guys that are out there and you're like, I can't believe that guy put up those numbers. They're way better than I thought. They just don't have that superstar power
4: that you like to see. Well, you know, like Royce Lewis was the first pick in the draft. Yes. How many people know who Royce Lewis is or knew who he was until two days ago? Uh, he's been getting uh, doctors know him because
3: he gets hurt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. They've been in Correa injured like they that is that's an issue for them. Isn't he? Yeah. I, I, I thought the vibe at that, what did they call it? Target Park yeah, or whatever? Yeah, target was pretty good. They deserve I, it. Listen,
4: they got great support. Fan base is fantastic. Carlos Correa's bad sixth. By the way, Alex
3: Rodriguez light isn't that good. No, the Met. Do you feel like your Metsies may have dodged a bullet there, Big guys? <laughs> oh, they
5: dodged a big bullet because no one was going to take on that midseason in a trade.
3: Baseball money's dumb, too. We were talking about NBA money. Hey, T.J. Ward, he made a lot of money in the NFL. He joins us next.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and... Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When
1: you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? Uh, I've lost count. Or,
2: shoot that, shoot that.
3: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw
2: on
4: vSend, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Okay, don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. So download the DraftKings app and use the promo code SHARP when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw, and Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money. We're going to be joined by an eight-year pro, three-time pro bowler, Of course, all pro, great safety, TJ Ward, player above sports group. He represents NFL players. Also, Ward Boy Project, which seeks to enhance the lives of Bay Area youth with supportive resources, programs, and opportunities that provide necessary tools of empowerment. You can find TJ on Twitter at BossWard43, so doing a lot of great work after his playing career, and we say hi to TJ. Hi, TJ. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great, TJ. Thank you. And great job with all the work you're doing for the kids up in the Bay Area as well. We've got a Thursday night game tonight with two defenses that are struggling. You know Eberflus from your time with him for a bit. You know Jack Del Rio. Coming into these short weeks, TJ, is this harder on the offense with the condensed preparation or for the defenses to prepare?
6: Well, that's a good question. Um, I think it's probably harder for the defense. You know, offense, they're pretty much going to stick to what they do. And usually the defense has to react on what the offense does. So so that short week is definitely a little bit harder on the defense just because of game planning, um, planning for personnel and – You know, um, schemes on the defensive side, you may want to put in a new defense. Usually you don't because it's a short week, but it might be vital that you do. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely say it's on the defense.
4: TJ, kind of building upon that answer, what is the change in your preparation? Because you finish a game on Sunday, you could potentially be traveling to an opponent on Wednesday night. So what changes in those three days that you don't get on Thursday, Friday and
6: Saturday that you'd normally have? Well, you first off you don't get a full rest day. <laughs> your Tuesday is gone, which is usually um the rest day for the NFL for NFL tanks, but man, everything's just on the it's on the rush. So you get a quick recovery, the next day, Monday you might come in and get treatment, but at the same time you got meetings or maybe even a walkthrough and then Tuesday, um, is gonna be like your Thursday practice, so you're gonna have to get um, um a little bit of uh, first, second down, and third down on those days. And then uh, your Wednesday is pretty much the day before your game. is going to be your walkthrough. walk-through. So um, your practice is condensed greatly. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a rush week, basically. And you may not be fully healthy at all because you're still trying to recover from Sunday. So it's a tough week.
3: T.J. Ward, of course, all pro, pro bowler, Super Bowl champ. Part of that no-fly zone in Denver. I think Del Rio was running the defense there, TJ. You can find TJ TJBossWard43 on Twitter. And I bring up Del Rio because his defense, while it's loaded, specifically up front, they've given up 30-plus points the last three games. Now, for some reason, Del Rio and Washington, his defense have taken time, and as the season progressed, they've gotten better. Is there something about Del Rio with these slow starts? You were around him. Tell us about this Commanders D in Del Rio.
6: I think they're just still a little young, know? so they may be um, not as disciplined in the red zone. I know Jack is his defense is, is I wouldn't call it like laid back, but you definitely um, give a little bit to take some at the end and be sterner in the you know the friend from the forty end. But um, honestly, I just think they're a little young right now, and once the season goes along and they really get. Um, more comfortable in Jack's scheme and understanding because you can run the scheme, but if you don't totally understand it, then it's hard to, you know, perfect it and perform it to how it's supposed to be performed. But, you know, I think just give them a little more time because they are doing great things. They have, you know, great personnel on that side of the ball. And, um, Jack's scheme is great as well because we did great in that defense. My first year in Denver, we had a lot of injuries on that, on that defense. So, you know, we weren't up to a, I think, uh, perform to our full capabilities, but um, I just think give them some time and they'll get better as the season goes along.
4: TJ, when a team or, for example, when you went to Denver in 2014, your first year there, how long does it really take you to get familiarized and what you would consider truly comfortable in a situation to be able to do what you need to and what the coordinator is asking you to do from a defensive standpoint?
6: Honestly, even if you know it coming into the season, you've been there all offseason and you think you have a grasp on it, you really don't fully get to being like, I like to say like one with the defense until probably like midseason because you're knowing, you're getting accustomed to how the coach is calling the defense who's doing a game, what he likes to call when, how it's supposed to be ran, what situation. So. Then it becomes second nature when you hear these calls and you see the formations that you're up against. And it's like, okay, this is what we're trying to stop. You know, this is it may not be like this on paper. I have to run it a little bit different than what the playbook says. So, you know, it's just a little nuances like that.
3: T.J. Ward, he's got the Ward Boy Project Players Above Sports Group, where he represents NFL players. Of course, the all pro pro bowler at Boss Ward 43. Do you miss it, TJ? I wonder. I was thinking about Tomlin. Tomlin was pissed coming back from Houston. And he said the boys are going to be in pads on Wednesday. You just kind of started the conversation with, you know, kind of speaking about how important off days are for you. Like, do you think Tomlin, does that hurt the locker room when he practices them hard this deep into a season and I say deep even though it's the beginning, it's not used to practices with pads? Like, do you think the do you think the locker room will have a problem with Tomlin?
6: They shouldn't, no, especially for what Coach Tomlin has done in this league and the results that he's gotten, they shouldn't. They should fall in line and just do what he says. But, you know, I don't know what kind of lock room they have, but, you know, they should just fall in line and understand the reason behind it. Obviously, they're not playing up to their capabilities and he expects more from them. Maybe they're playing a little soft, so that's why we're going to put pads on them. Maybe we're not tackling well, so we're going to practice some pads. So, I mean, if they're professionals, they should understand it. And, you know, Coach says, let's go. We're
3: like I just wanted to follow, I asked you at the beginning, it was kind of a convoluted question, but do you miss it, TJ? You've got the Ward Boy Project. You're representing players with your group. But do you do you miss the action week to week or no?
6: Yeah, absolutely. I miss the action. <laughs> yeah, I miss the action. Um, I stay busy, though. I stay busy, but you know, being around the game as much as I am and um, just being a fan of the game. I definitely miss it, but not completely. I don't miss everything about it. But the action, like you said, Sundays, even some of the preparation, man, I definitely miss. So
3: you so you sit at home on Sunday with red zone on and watch it like the rest of us?
6: If I'm not at a game, yeah, definitely.
3: <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, thanks for the time. Boss Ward forty three. Great job with the Ward Boy project as well. We appreciate you, TJ. Thank you.
4: Thanks for having me. Thank you. you okay.
3: Thank Thank you. Appreciate it. I think the Tom, like I keep on harping on Tomlin practice. Like it's not common to be in full pads yeah. on a Wednesday. But you it, And I'm um, um, all, you know, this and Dustin, you were just pointing. So I'm guessing you have some sound that might be what you were alluding to. Um, it's, like, if Iverflus turned around and practices boys and pads on Wednesday, he's going to lose a locker room. I'm yeah. asking that question, Amal. You know why? Because Tomlin might have the equity where he can do something like that, but it's not. There's only a handful of guys that can do that without losing a locker room. I, I think you bring up a great point. You
4: know, top of my head, you know, you say Belichick, Tomlin, Harbaugh, Shanahan, and uh, McVeigh. I don't know if there's too many other coaches that can do that. I don't even know if Sean Payton right now could do that in Denver because totally. his success has been different in a different spot. But I, I think, Patrick, you make an excellent point. This is not something that you could necessarily to sell to a lot of veterans in a locker room if your team has not had that same head coach with the equity built in, which you referenced. What
5: do you got, big guy? Speaking of, it sounds like the players understand where their coach is coming from. Najee Harris met with reporters earlier today and told them he's not ready to blame the coaches for what's going on there.
4: Yeah, but I mean, look at bro. Yeah, but the, the, the coaches only could coach. But like, at the end of the day, we got to do what we have to do. You know I mean? I see everybody talking about this coaching stuff about play calling for bread. Like, do y'all know how football works? Coaches only the like coach, but we got to execute the plays. Like, we're not trying to point the finger at all. This is not the time to do that either. This, this keep, it keeps me in a conversation to be brought up, like, or not even a conversation brought up, but things that's just talked about so much. It's crazy. Like, we have to execute that in a day no matter who's back there calling the place. You know what I mean like he's he, you know what we're I mean. we honestly the, say that we're not doing that right now. Not coaches. it has nothing to do with coaches. It's just players. We got to we have to play better. You
3: know what I mean? We we can't just keep looking at it. They're hearing the noise is what I would say, right? That's what I take from that. Also, Najee Harris for sure he drives under the speed limit. He's slow. You know what I'm saying, big guy?
5: <laughs> oh, I I think Najee and me not 60 yards, not 40 yards, but I think I got him in 20 yards. <laughs> you think the quick twitch you got over Najee? I just got to get off quick, and I'll beat Najee 20 yards. All right, let's jump into it. Bears
3: Commanders, our buddy Josh Applebaum, Vison, host, Insider, is going to join.
2: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.